Alright everybody, so I've had a lot of people reach out to me, giving me a lot of support for signing the People in Tech podcast, and I want to really first say thank you for supporting me, but this Anchor platform has been amazing and been changing my life, getting me connected with some people in this industry that I never thought I would actually get to not only have conversations with, but learn from. And I know some of you who are tuning in are asking, Caleb, how'd you start a podcast? You know, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? Well, keep it simple. The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And we Ridiculously easy to use. My very first episode I did for my iPhone 6 Plus. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too. So you can get paid to do your own podcast. Hop on the Anchor platform so we can collaborate and build this community up. You know, one thing I love most about Anchor is that they're constantly being innovative, you know, allowing podcasts to leverage music, get sponsorship, get paid, and ultimately, be the best content creator you can be. So if you've always wanted to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Have you ever Are you listening? You're listening to the People in Tech podcast, a technology show that's made for the people. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb King. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about everything Facebook launch at the F8 or Fate event and why. Today's going to be a very exciting episode because I know a lot of my listeners come to my podcast and you guys want me to divulge information without requiring you to do additional research. So we're going to be talking about everything from Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger. We're going to be talking about things like face date. We're going to be talking about clearing history. We're going to be talking about the video chatting with Instagram, uh, reopening the app review process after the whole Cambridge Analytica incident. We're going to be highlighting some of the effects uh, Mark Zuckerberg going to Capitol Hill and speaking in front of Congress and what Facebook is already doing to not only take privacy and data more seriously, but what most social media companies in the near future are going to be doing as well. Uh, today's going to be a very fun episode. Uh, we got a lot of things to cover. I'm going to keep it from a high level. That way you guys know what's going on. We're going to have fun with it. Enough of me talking. Let's get into it.
DJ Side Hustle, working with our boy DJ Angelo. I like what you guys are doing in the studio. We're happy to have you back in the studio today because you're giving the people what they want, what they need. And remember, the motto is we are here for you. Now, before we kick off today's episode, like always, for all the new day one listeners, thank you for joining the conversation. We appreciate the support. And all we ask is you can subscribe, five star, and leave a review on whatever platform it is you're listening to us on. Those reviews give me feedback. That way I can work with the team to improve our content creation and make sure this is the number one technology show moving forward. Now for today's episode, we're going to be talking about day one of the Facebook Fate event or F8 event. Now, trust me, there is a lot of content to go over, but the way I'm going to go about it, I'm going to tell you what they're releasing and according to Zuckerberg and his team, why they're releasing it. And let's just jump into it because the first one I thought was really interesting because I personally thought this market was capped. But Facebook is coming out what will be known as Face Date. Now, Face Date, according to Facebook, um, is pretty much a dating feature where you can volunteer and make a profile that's only visible to non-friends who's also opting into looking for love. So Facebook will match you based on all of its data joke, data, you get that one? All of its data that it has, and messaging will happen in a dedicated inbox rather than Messenger. So the cool thing about this is pretty much Facebook is trying to compete with Tinder, Bumble, POF, OkCupid, uh, Coffee Meets Bagel, all those dating apps that have been out there. And I think one of the reasons this might be successful, in my personal opinion, is simply because Facebook has the data to better match you with somebody who you might quote-unquote love based off of interest simply because Facebook knows everything about us. I actually, again, shout out to my boy, John. John turned around and asked me, he's like, Caleb, how do you get on the message about Facebook asking you what time do you shower? Like, they're asking those questions. Now, for people who are baby boomers, Gen X, uh, you know, the older generations, they might look at those kind of questions and be like, what? I'm not telling Facebook that. But trust me, if you're a millennial, you were filling that out so fast because you're just like, oh, Facebook wants to know. It's probably making the app better. Why not? So I actually think this might be something that might actually pan out for Facebook. Now, the why behind they're doing this? Well, according to Zuckerberg, if Facebook wants to drive meaningful connections, it doesn't get more meaningful than introducing you to your life partner. Facebook will have to be careful to keep everything private as people already think it's creepy or uncool. But investors love this. Considering Tinder parent company match, groups share price fell 22% the other day. Facebook and investors are looking at it like, oh, that market is clear. We're about to jump in here and dominate. It's kind of the way I look at it. It's like Facebook taking the Apple approach. You're looking at it like, look, clearly Tinder's been dominating. Bumble's come up. All these other guys have come up. But you know what? It's kind of shaky right now. They all have their own connotation and perceptions. I think Facebook is looking at this like, we're going to jump in here and not only monetize, but we're going to get more data on our users. So the first thing is face date. Stay tuned for that coming soon. All right, now the next feature that was announced was Clear History. Now, Clear History is Facebook uh, new feature, new privacy feature, 
allowing users to delete data Facebook has collected from sites and apps that uses its ads and analytical tools. So this means you can scrub some of your browsing history from Facebook's data store. Mark Zuckerberg even likened this to deleting cookies from your browser. So it's a nice gesture to the people who are privacy conscious, though it will make your Facebook experience less personalized. Now, I think this is the result of Zuckerberg having to speak in front of Capitol Hill and really taking ownership of privacy and data. And the big why behind this one is Zuckerberg faced a ton of questions at Congress about data collect from around the web. And users were ultimately pissed to learn that they had little control over their data. I really laugh at the one guy who was like, my data, my data, I need my data, Zuckerberg, my data. Like the guy was literally talking about data like it was a stock or, you know, your social security number, which to some degree, moving forward, it is like more data about you. The more data that I have about you, the better I can advertise you, the better I can sell something to you, the, the more I know about you. And I don't even know you personally. So all those things, yes, are a little creepy and uncool. And I think this is not only Facebook's step in the right direction about trying trying to, I guess, men's defenses with people who really felt like their data and not only was tampered with and given to the wrong people without their information, but really trying to make a, uh, a statement saying, like, look, we take data seriously now. Like, we understand what Congress wants and we're going to take action on it. Now, the number three feature uh, that was announced at the event, uh, so anybody who knows me personally knows my favorite app is Instagram. And one of the things Instagram lacks is video chatting. Now, Instagram is now launching video chat. And anybody who's a fan of TechCrunch, they did an article about this back in March. So it might not be brand new to some people, some of my listeners, uh, but ultimately, Instagram is getting a new filter to protect their users. Oh, also, sorry, let me correct myself. Instagram is getting a new filter to protect users from bullying comments, plus an improved Explorer tab. Now, anybody who uses Instagram, you know it's the number one app, in my opinion, when it comes to looking for pictures and looking for entertaining videos at time. Maybe not like outside of YouTube. Like I'm talking about like short clip videos, right? But when you're actually chatting with somebody, when you're sliding into the DMs, when you're just messaging somebody um, direct, direct, uh, you can't actually do video. And that's one of the cool features about Snapchat is I can send somebody a video, they can send me back a video. Now, I'm not a supporter. I 100% dislike Snapchat. I don't have Snapchat. I deleted it years ago and I won't download it again. Uh, if you want to know, hit me up on Twitter and I'll tell you exactly why I don't like Snapchat. Um, but yeah, I've always been a big fan of Instagram. And with something like this, I'm like, yes, Instagram video, this is what they need to do to actually compete and destroy Snapchat, because that's what Snapchat does very, very well. Now, the why behind this, uh, according to Facebook, uh, Instagram direct messaging is super popular, but lacked video chat, which is also super popular on Messenger and WhatsApp. So they identified that it was popular on two other platforms, but the number one that a lot of people like to use, at least in America, didn't have video chat. So they want to not only launch video, but they want to combine it with anti-bullying features. 
So Instagram can become a safer and sillier place for teens to hang out. So again, this is something that I think they're really taking more uh, awareness in the sense that, yes, teenagers and kids now use social media. Like when I was a kid, they didn't have social media. Like MySpace was still cool. Your top eight was still cool. But nowadays, like I have nephews and nieces who are under five and they already know how to play on an iPad and they already have YouTube and they already have accounts on these uh, platforms. So they're going to grow up with social media. So at least for me, it's comforting to hear that a big company like Facebook is taking things like cyberbullying and making sure that if they do launch a new feature moving forward, that they are at least considering some of the consequences. Now, this was not necessarily a feature that they announced at the event, but you could tell this is some of the homework they had to take from Capitol Hill. Uh, so Facebook will be reopening its app review process following the pause it took after the Cambridge Analytica crisis. So welcome news for developers. So the big why behind this one, guys, you should, anybody who knows what happened, you should have a pretty good understanding. But according to Facebook, uh, they couldn't risk another sketchy app slipping through and selling user data. Oh, fun fact, Cambridge Analytica is going bankrupt because of the big event. So if you need any data, it's on sale right now. So hit them up before, they, before they're gone. But uh, in all seriousness, you know, I think Facebook learned their lesson. Uh, like I said, they couldn't risk another sketchy app slipping through. Uh, but also how to um, keep developers loyal to its platform. So they keep building experiences that attract users. So Facebook uh, wants to do this in a smart and effective manner and really balance safety and privacy with new developers uh, moving forward. Now, for all my VR friends out there. Now, I know when virtual reality first came out, I was all about it until I saw how much a damn near Oculus cost. I'm like, these things used to be like four or $500. And I was like, look, I'm a developer, but I mean, I don't even, the stuff is so new and it's so groundbreaking and the device is so expensive. It doesn't even make sense for me to buy a $500 piece of equipment to develop on it. And then also here a few months later that there's other companies coming out with the same type of equipment at cheaper prices. So one of the big announcements at Facebook event was Oculus Go goes on a sale for $199. Now Oculus Go uh, it's Facebook cheap and capable standalone VR headset. Uh, it costs $199 for the version with 32 gigabytes of onboard storage, and I think it's $250 for the 64 gigabyte variety. Uh, now, the why behind this one, pretty much what I was already complaining about earlier, but VR headsets uh, where you have to stick your phone in are clumsy and prevent Facebook from controlling the whole experience. So instead of relying on a Samsung Galaxy Gear uh, headset or your iPhone or your Android, Facebook gets to uh, dictate everything about the perfect VR rig uh, that you can shop on for first-timers. So they ultimately want to control the experience. Like anybody who's played with like the Google Cardboard or, like I said, any of the smartphone VRs, they're cool, but because there's another device in the mix, you don't control the whole experience, and Facebook is all about control. They have our data. They want to control our lives. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
not no shot no shots fired towards Facebook. I'm a huge Facebook guy. But yeah, ultimately I think this is good because I think a cheaper headset is gonna get more people to get into the field. You're gonna have more developers building for VR. So I think this is a good move on Facebook. Yo, Caleb. Do you think Facebook has finally got their act together? Sharon, that's a good question. You know what? Um, like I said before, I am not a Facebook hater. I really like Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, for anybody who follows him, like this guy is donating to research. You know, he is a developer. Yes, he had the business card that says CEO bitch or whatever. But outside of that, the guy has done a lot of good stuff over the last few years. Um, now, they might be a little, I don't know, naive in the whole data breach part of it where they were like, oh, well, we, you know, we run ads. But yes, there's a lot of data out there. But I honestly think Zuckerberg is a person who, who I'm hoping will make the right choices moving forward and it seems like they're already taking a step in that direction to say they're going to act together i don't think they had an act to that fell apart i just think you know as time goes on you have to have events like this or unfortunately like the uber incident or um any you know bad type of thing happens for you to realize like we need to do something so this never happens again Maybe, uh, fingers crossed that Facebook doesn't mess it up because, again, Facebook and Instagram are my two favorite apps. I have a lot of friends who like to use WhatsApp, but ultimately, I think they are getting their act together. Zuckerberg owes me money, but I will give him some time, though. Sharon doesn't play that game. Hey, I don't know what you and Zuckerberg got going on, Sharon, but let's get back into what the day one listeners came here to hear about. Another feature Facebook came out with, uh, so Messenger uh, simplifies and starts translation. Now, Facebook is tiptoeing into translation of chat threads and Messenger, starting with English to Spanish conversations in the U.S. within Marketplace. Meanwhile, Facebook is shipping out the camera and games tab to give Messenger a cleaner design. Now, anybody who uses Facebook Messenger, uh, I like using it. But, like, in terms of communication, I only really use it when I'm trying to talk to my friends off of Facebook. But some people use Messenger as their, like, number one way to communicate with somebody outside of the country. Uh, the big why behind this one, according to Facebook, uh, so translation could deliver on the Facebook promise of bringing the world closer together by eradicating language barriers and letting people realize how much they have in common. But Messenger was getting way too bloated with so many new features, so the simplification process should let uh, users actually use Messenger in a communication fashion. And that was actually one of my issues with Messenger. It was, it seemed like it started off with chat, but then it was like chat with this, and then chat with games, and then chat with, and I was like, oh my god, I just want to be able to send somebody a message and then, like, Slack came out, and I'm like, I'd rather do it on Slack if I can do it on Slack. But, you know, Messenger, I think, they're, they're learning their lessons. Uh, they're trying to take a step back, and they're like, let's simplify this, and let's focus on communication. So I think this is a good move for Facebook. Now, another thing, I thought this was really cool. Uh, Facebook is introducing VR memories and 3D photos. So Facebook is bringing 3D illustration and models to the news feed. It's also going to turn 2D photos into VR memories. 
So 3D environments you can explore using a trippy point cloud design. Now, the why behind this, I think one, Facebook is trying to show off. Uh, but ultimately, according to Facebook, uh, they want to stay ahead of the content trends and they want to be the home of future format. So they might seem, well, sorry, this might seem like a novelty today, but according to Facebook and Facebook perspective, they just want to be on the, the bleeding edge. They want to make sure that, oh, Facebook did that a while ago. Kind of like, which is funny to me because you look at like a company like Apple, they're not only not be bleeding edge they'll be like oh we came out with face id and like moto x people are sitting here like that's been out for years like why why are apple people in awe about that facebook doesn't want to be in that situation they want to be the industry leader they want to be the one saying we were the first to do it uh we've been doing that uh for a while and not only have we been doing it for a while we've perfected it so i think this is another again cool move by facebook trying to stay ahead of the curve now, this one I can't really relate to, guys, because I do not use the app myself. But for those of you who aren't familiar, WhatsApp, which is a Snapchat story clone, uh, now has 450 million daily active users. So that's well over two times the user count of Snapchat's whole app. And WhatsApp is also adding stickers and group video calling within the app itself. Now, I know some of you might be asking, why, why, why should we care? Well, anybody, again, like I said earlier, I'm not a big Snapchat fan. And it's not because I don't like the app. I just didn't like the direction the, the app was going. And when I, I was on it for a year, and then I was like, the idea is cool. But then the, some of the features they started rolling out, and I'm like, mm, no, I don't really support this. And from Facebook's perspective, perspective the reason this is a big deal because snapchat had a disastrous earnings call where it sank to its slowest growth user growth ever whereas whatsapp continued to explosively grow so snapchat neglected the international market at first and now whatsapp has beaten it to its punch worldwide so just from a business standpoint i think Facebook is really happy that they're like, we got to go international with Snapchat. I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to get to that later. And now it might be a little too late. Now, this is another feature for all the Facebook fanatics out there. But now you will have the ability to share uh, Facebook and Instagram stories from other apps. So I think they're going to be starting off with Spotify, SoundCloud, and GoPro. But uh, other apps, you can share photos and videos directly to stories inside of Facebook and Instagram. According to Facebook, the why behind this, Facebook wanted to make its stories more interesting than Snapchats. And this new wing of the platform create, can create a massive opportunity for music discovery, the likes of which we haven't seen since MySpace, really. So again, I think they're just trying to stay ahead of the curve. And... Like I said earlier, I'm not a Snapchat fan, and Snapchat is not looking good. I literally laugh when I hear that CEO talk about, just because you make search doesn't mean you're Google. And I'm sitting here like, dude, you're not Google. You're not even Yahoo yet. Like, what? That's just my opinion. I'm not here to hate, but you guys get my personal feelings towards Snapchat. All right, and to end today's episode, this is probably my favorite piece of news that they announced at the event.
but they are now coming out with Oculus TV. Now, Oculus wants you to watch TV inside its new Go headset. And at first, you'll get Facebook Watch, but expect apps like Netflix and Hulu to arrive eventually. Now, according to Facebook, the why, there just aren't enough great VR experiences. But perhaps Facebook can get people spending more time in their headsets like a virtual big screen for 2D content, by creating a virtual big screen for 2D content. Now, the reason this is probably my favorite piece of news out of the whole conference is because when virtual reality came out, it was really, really hot. I think people saw the potential of you actually immersing yourself in the experience, like you actually going to Rome, you actually being in the Avengers Infinity War movie, you were actually watching The Flash save Iris, you were actually in the courtroom for Law and Order, like you want to be part of the experience. And then I feel like VR kind of fell off, one, because the devices to develop for them or actually just use the technology was way overpriced, but now dropping down to closer to $200, I think you'll have more developers build for VR. Uh, I think VR really had that fall off once blockchain became popular, because blockchain was money-related, right? Crypto became big, so everybody wanted to move towards crypto because they felt they can get crypto rich. But now with Facebook investing more into Oculus, I think Oculus TV is a step, again, in the right direction, where you can really say, like, hey, we're going to start off with Facebook Watch, Hulu, and Netflix. But as time goes on, like, guys, I would love so much to watch an NBA game as if I was courtside watching Steph Curry, watching LeBron James, watching Kevin Durant. Like, I want to have that type of experience. That would be so cool to me. And I think Oculus TV is a step towards that direction. I don't know when it's going to happen, but hopefully uh, in the near future, that is something that comes to light. So that's all we got for today. Those are all the things, the major announcements they did on day one. Uh, if day two comes out with some things we need to tell the day one listeners, I'd be more happy to do a part two to this episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the content. We ain't got nothing more to say. You know, Make sure to share with your friends, family, nieces, nephew, forge your spouse to listen to us. We are growing as a podcast. The only announcement I have for the listeners and check out the site, peopleintech.us. It's finally up. You can listen to us on seven platforms. Like I said before, we are growing. Uh, we are about to hit 1,000 downloads pretty soon. So I'm looking forward to it, guys. Uh, enjoying doing the podcast. Stay tuned for more content to come. That's all I got to say for today. We are out. Peace. <laughs>